Texas. Going on. Yeah. All right. Hey, we got Ian Porter. We got Justin Knotts. We've got DJ Patterson. What I, I am Marty Hill. Thank you guys for the and Polish podcast. Super excited to have you guys on. Hey, Marty, we're going to get one of those like, cool intro things. Well, Ian's working on that cool Ian's intro. Thing. Cool intro thing. Yeah, he's been working on it for two weeks, but he hasn't started. And there's crickets. Exactly. Oh, Ian. Hey, so, uh, Justin. Yeah, what's up? Tell us, who is Justin Knotts? Tell us who you are. Well, I'm Justin Knotts. I, I mean, I'm from Pryor, Oklahoma. I started Superior Shine Detailing almost two years ago. Uh, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Jerome. I'm also I'm, I'm with Superior Shine as well. Who just uh, dropped you know, the F-bomb? That, that was Ian. Well, that was Ian? I was tasting oh, okay. that awesome. fucking beer. So <laughs> <laughs> I take it that you're not in IPAs. Not even remotely. I, I guess you guys picked the right beer, Justin. One of you. All right. So, <laughs> Ian, we can barely hear you a little bit. You got to speak up. <laughs> Shit, I got the phone right by me. Move your beard. <laughs> no. All right. So apparently the beer is gross. <laughs> apparently no one likes IPAs. Uh, no, no, no. The beer is good. The beer is fine, actually. Okay. Uh, it's fine. I told Ian. I prepped him. I was like, Ian, it's all good. Like, we're not always gonna like the beer, so we yeah, cannot yeah. like it. It's all good, bro. I think it's okay. We'll get into the beer in a minute. Um, I it, it's it's definitely got an interesting flavor. I gotcha. Justin, tell us who you are. Tell us who we got somebody else in the background. Are you going to introduce him or is he just like the distant cousin that you don't talk about? You talking about Jerome? I don't know. You got somebody in the background. Yeah, that's Jerome. Know who no, yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm Justin. I, uh, I own Superior Shine Detailing out of Pryor. Uh, I mean, I started it almost two years ago. Uh, it's been going really good. Next to me, I got Jerome Hopkins. Uh, Jerome, I've known him for like 14 years, man. He started with me back in October 1st of last year, and uh, it's been really, really awesome ever since Jerome came on board. Cool, man. That's legit. That's awesome. Um, so, Ian Porter, tell us who you are. <laughs> uh, Ian Porter, Red Bears Detail Shop, located out of Tulsa. And you guys know the rest. We know the rest. And DJ Patterson? I am DJ Patterson out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, all right, all right. So, Justin, tell us a little bit about your counterpart that you got there with you. Let Jerome introduce himself. Yeah, no problem. Here he is. All right, guys. Uh, like you said, my name is Jerome. We've known each other for about 14 years. Uh, crazy thing, you know, we, uh, we actually detailed my neighbor's car back in the day. You know, just for like, you know, kicks and giggles and didn't really think 14 years down the road, you know, we'd be hooking back up. And, uh, you know, I, I hooked back up with him uh, and kind of rocked out this uh, partnership. <laughs> Am I going too fast for you, DJ? What's up? Am I going too fast for you? Oh, that wasn't me. Was that Ian? Just keep going. Oh, all right. no, we're good, bro. Keep going. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, right. man, it's been rocking out ever since. And uh, I just truly enjoy what we do, you know, and uh, it's awesome meeting uh, new people and uh, <laughs> getting on podcasts and drinking <laughs> IPAs. <laughs> All right. Now, Jerome, you picked this beer. Tell us what this beer is and why you picked it. 
All right. What we have, <laughs> interesting enough, is it's an IPA. It's called Rough Tail, and uh, it's an Oklahoma beer. And I kind of wanted to get something that was local, you know, so hopefully, uh, you know, if anyone's really into IPAs, they can go check it out. Uh, like I said, uh, I just thought they'd be appropriate to test and taste <laughs> uh, on, the, on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, I think it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's got a citrusy taste. You know, I'm not really big on IPAs, but, you know, I like them every now and then. All right, cool. All right, so hey, uh, Justin, um, tell us tell us your story about who you are. Like, what what made you get into detailing? Why you started the business? How old are you? Like, give us, okay. give us the whole lineup. Like, who you were as a kid? Why you why are you doing this thing? Okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, I mean, it kind of goes back into just a tad bit of what Drome said. I was about sixteen years old. I think me and Drome are about two years apart. He was about eighteen. I started, uh, I believe the name was called Diamond Shine Detailing or something like that when I was like 16 years old. You know, I had some Walmart's products, me and Drome, we knocked out a neighbor's car. And of course, you know, at that, at that time in life, I didn't take it serious enough. And it was just kind of like a little gig on the side. And, you know, it didn't last but for a month or something. And then I worked at many of other detail shops along the way, me and Drome actually worked at one of the detail shops. We didn't work there at the same time, but we both was a detailer there at one point. Um, and then, you know, it came to the point in life, I'm 28 now. And like I said, I've had superior shine detailing for almost two years, uh, June 1st. And, you know, it's like most people that start a business, it seems like I just got really tired of working for other people. And I got tired of the, you know, the classic nine to five or, you know, clock in, clock out, asking for a vacation off and detailing is what I really love doing. I love the transformation that you can take something from just God awful, horrible, and then make something really nice out of it. And then to see the customer's reaction is really awesome. And, uh, you know, like Jerome always tells me, and like I say, you can't put a price on the freedom. So getting to work for myself, it's, I would never go back to the corporate life. It's where I'm pretty dang happy being. So you were, but where were you working? I mean, you said corporate life, like, what were you doing? Okay. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I did a little bit of everything, you know, I did, uh, for almost four years, I was, uh, I worked for a local company in Tulsa. You guys all know two men in a truck. I was a mover, you know, I moved people all over the place and I actually did interstate moves. So I was out of the state all the time, just driving, driving, driving. And man, I was a welder at one time. Um, and then before I started the business, uh, I was actually, uh, an accountant, uh, or not an accountant. I was, a uh, what the heck's it called? I was the guy that collected payments from everybody uh, when they didn't pay their bill at a rent-to-own company, and that was actually here in Pryor, and I was there for almost three years, and then, uh, you know, two years ago, about a week All right, ago, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. We can't let that one slide. Hold no, on, no, no. hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the price? You didn't jump in. Yeah, yeah, like, you kind of just, like, tried to slide that one in. All right, so <laughs> there's got to be a great story. Like, you're the, you're the dude that gets to go pick up the people that hadn't paid, like, so what do you do if somebody don't want to pay you? Oh, man, I tell you, it was horrible. Uh, at first, you know, I mean, I won't lie. I hated going by myself uh, because I'd go in some pretty uncandy neighborhoods and towns. And especially after dark, like I didn't want to do it. But, you know, it was my job. And if I hit my numbers, I made really good money. And after a while, I actually got my brother-in-law hooked up with a job there. And he helped me out. And this dude's like 6'6", six, six, like. 270 pounds he's like 
the big teddy bear, but if you didn't know him, you wouldn't want to mess with him. So I was always like, man, come on, Big Mike, you got to come with me and help me out on picking this stuff up. And, you know, it was pretty messed up sometimes because we would pick up a kid's bunk bed and the parents would tell us to leave the TV. No way, bro. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, Leave the TV, uh, but pick up the kid's bunk bed. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I always, you know, it was none of my business, but I was always kind of like, man, where's the kids going to sleep at? You know, you want me to keep your 60-inch TV and your PS4, but take the kids' bunk beds. And, you know, it was a... you know, it kind of went downhill after a while with some of the other people I worked there with, and I was kind of having. I mean, to that alone, I could see why you'd leave. Oh yeah, man, it was it was it was a nightmare, you know. And like I said, I went to some uncandy places, and I picked up some horrible items, you know, some items that had some things in it that weren't supposed to be in there. Like what? And come on, you can't come on, spill the beans. I, like, well, it was just from the roaches to bed bugs. You know, everybody knows oh, what it is, oh, and nobody man. wants it at home with them. You know, I was always scared, like, checking myself at the end of the day. And I was like, man, I swear if I go home with bed bugs, I'm going to, like, sue this company. Because, you know, you get bed bugs, you just can't get rid of them with, like, some spray at Walmart. And, you know, wow. thankfully that never happened. But, you know, it was a it was a pretty interesting job. And, uh, you know, I made decent money. But, like I said, it was that classic 9 to 5. Many a times I was there past 5 o'clock. I'd get you know, yell that if I didn't meet my numbers, you know, Hold on, you're, 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 your job past five o'clock now. What are you talking about? Well, but this is, you <laughs> know, this different, is freedom right here. So, oh, yeah, you know, man. this, I enjoy it. Definitely. I get uh, it, bro. Yeah. I don't even pay attention to the hours anymore, but you know, it was, it was a job, but <laughs> all right. Worst job, worst job ever. Ian, what was your worst job that you ever had? Hmm. Trying to think. Pro- Ooh, shit. Man, fuck, I don't know. Probably Best Buy. Uh, oh, man. I can't. Wait, you didn't like Black Fridays? No, no. I just, uh, I don't like people. I don't yeah, like I'm gonna, oh, okay. I'm glad you beat me to it so I didn't feel like an asshole. I was going to say, how the hell did you work at Best Buy? Yeah. Not very long. No, I was uh, seasonal, and after that, they decided to keep me on, but I ended up, Okay. I think after that is where I first got into dealership detailing. So what was your job at Best Buy? Uh, what the hell was I? Oh, well, pretty much they all called us like a sales associate or some shit, but I had a specific section, and that was uh, usually DVDs and CDs. They put you where they You got to be uh, top-notch with your uh, security skills. DJ, worst <laughs> job ever. Worst job ever. There was this car wash that Marty owned a long time ago. Well, worst having to work ever. with Marty worst on a daily basis. <laughs> worst job ever. I don't know, man. Um, I mean, you've only had like two jobs. I right? literally, like, I've been detailing literally my entire working career. Uh, nice. So I, I worked at like literally when I was like 13 at like a concession stand at the baseball field. And then I worked yeah. at my uncle's restaurant for a while in the back washing dishes. But that was cool because it was like a nightlife place. And I'm like young, so I'm like exposed to like all the fun shit. And then after that, I worked at Auto Oasis and then went down to Zuds. So, like, I've literally, like, known nothing else besides washing cars, really. It was funny. So, today, uh, we Bless did your some heart. training. <laughs> 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 Who's getting a phone call? Hmm. Wow. That's rude. That is rude. Who is that? To be like the movies, put your phone on silent. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, um... Someone's pager. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, that's DJ's watch. watch. Wow. Mm. Okay, retard. 
anyway, we were doing some training today at my old car wash, and it was uh, really fun. Uh, one of the customers that used to be there with us, she showed up today to get her car detail while we were training some of the guys inside the detail shop. And uh, Mrs. Remy and was like, whoa, what are you doing? She was like, what are you doing? You know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And while Cody was there, I go, all right, Cody, like, look around. Cody's guy that works with us, he's been on the podcast a couple of times, young cat. I go, look around. I said, this is the shop where I was at and DJ pulls up like a bandit in his old, <laughs> in his old like, 84 Honda or whatever it was. Oh, wow. It was like, not an eight, No, hell no, dude. What was it? I think it was like a 2000-something, bro. Oh, okay. On, I don't remember. It was a 99 Honda. Give him uh, a break. 99. You know what? what actually, it was, clean, no, excuse me. You know what? It was a 96. <laughs> Which is fine because it was 2006, so that's not too bad yeah, for a high school kid. On, man. And like he flew up like a bandit, and, and he goes, Oh, yeah, he still drives that way. But I mean, that's yeah. the play that like, I could put him in the situation where like I was standing there, DJ pulls up, asking for a job. Anyway, so. That was pretty funny. Uh, her husband had come through the car wash. Do you remember the Ferrari that they bought that was red? Oh, shoot. This was, I mean, this was tunnel car washing in 2006. There was only like two other ones. All the time, though. No, no, one time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they had put in the tunnel that has these guardrails where the tires come on. <laughs> and like, that's just the way all of them are. They have these metal rails that go through. Well, the, people, the guys that installed the car wash, they had put the plastic, there's a plastic that's supposed to go over it so you don't mess up the rims. They put the plastic on the wrong side. Mm. Like, like, I was a mobile detailer for three years. I all of a sudden am now the manager of a car wash in a park. Oh. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was learning as I go. Well, that's when we realized after we just spent, I think, like, grand per rim fixing them because because we put the car we put this ferrari brand new like two weeks old put it through the car wash and we get it to the other side and the the, that rim had rubbed all along oh man i went to grab the glock (laughs) right (laughs) like messed up these two rims because the plastic was on the wrong side Damn. You, know, you had one job. One, one job. job. One that's job. What you got, you got, what you got, that's what you got to tell the guy if he did that. <laughs> right. Oh, Marty. trust me. We called. No, it was the guy that installed, oh, that installed the equipment. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so that was that lady. And I was like, oh, my mm. word. Like, <laughs> that's too funny. So she's still going through the car wash, though. Ah, damn. Yeah. Evidently, it wasn't too bad. All right. So. We taste the beer like Jerome. You picked it out. I think it's a great pick. Ian already awesome. dropped the f bomb. He wasn't too happy with it. I like. Ian, well, I appreciate you. Like, fuck, like I liked it. No, oh. he, no, he didn't <laughs> like it at all. God, no, God. we know we know the turn of the the tone of that fuck, and it was definitely a no. Yeah, I thought it was like a fuck. Yeah, my second language. So gotcha. So, so Ian, like when you taste it, what made you go? Ugh. <clears throat> oh man, it's just uh, makes me the hops. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it might be that or just, the, I guess, maybe the bitterness. But I definitely taste, you know, the citrusy part of it. But, yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I'm not IPA. Gotcha. You know what IPA I like? Yeah, way to go, Jerome. F5, that's an IPA, right? F5's an IPA. That's yeah. probably my favorite IPA so far. 
F5 is F- a rough tail also, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Is it? What'd you say your uh, favorite one was? Uh, F5 is my favorite. I, that's the IPA yeah, that I get. I was most. looking at that, but I did not pick. Is that another Oklahoma beer? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's Coop. It's Oklahoma, I, oh, Coop. It's yeah, Oklahoma right. City, but Coop has the yellow one, the horny toad. That beer is so good. Remember the horny toad? Oh, really? What do you like about it? But that's not. That's just an ale. That's not. Yeah, I'm saying, but I like that. That. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Coop is also known for a lot of hoppy stuff. I mean, Rough Tail is known for hoppy beers. So, Justin, what do you taste like when you drink? What do you taste? Man, I taste straight butthole, dude. It can hop its way. It can literally. Dang. I kid you not. I popped it open, and before I even poured it into the glass, I tried it, and I was like, dude. I was like, man, this beer can hop its ass straight out the door because it is nasty. (laughs) I mean, man, no one's ever got ripped like this before on the podcast. Yeah, never gotten ripped this on the podcast. I actually, Jerome, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty good. Actually, I'm. I'm opposite. Like I was really not looking forward to it. Are Are you saying was that, that I someone like trying to drink Is that it? What you just said? Oh, Marty likes butthole. Was he trying to drink? I guess so. Oh, that makes wow. sense why you like it. I guess so. It tastes like butthole. <laughs> I don't taste that massive hop that a lot of times. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's butthole, right? Because you don't have fucking taste buds. That's why. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but let's, I mean, and I'm finishing it by no means, but yeah. let's just say I won't buy it. <laughs> okay, Hell fair no. enough. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so Justin, uh, you detail one-on-one with Jerome. Like, huh? it, and when I did that, like when I had a guy um, that, when I just detailed one, like, so as a mobile detailer, Ian always laughs, like, you old man, like, whatever, but. So I yeah, started 15 years ago. A, I was a mobile detailer. It took me a, it took me a it took me a little bit to be able to bring somebody on, but I found this really great guy named Isaac Beck. He was from like Ghana or somewhere. Yeah, Ghana. That's where he was from. He was from Ghana, Africa. Just happened to be in Tulsa. I don't even remember how we connected. And like that dude was a workaholic for like two and a half years. He ended up like staying That's on awesome. at different mobile detail companies in Tulsa for like another five or six years. I tried to hire him back. I was looking for my right hand man. Yeah. He, he, like, try this guy. Yeah. He was a great guy. Um, awesome. But so we stayed with the same exact routine. Like he always did this. I always did that. Like then later when I started this business and I had to go, like I still did detailing for a good four years, five years, every Saturday, every Friday, every Monday, like still did it to try and pay mortgage and like just stay afloat. And yeah. the guys that I would take with me, like they always did, like you're on rims, then you move to door jams, then you move to this vacuuming. Like, so I was always big on like, I always did one thing. They always did the other. I think it'd be interesting to hear from you and Jerome plus DJ. And then the guys that he's worked with one-on-one, do you guys stay with like the same exact thing over and over or do y'all switch it up? How's that? How's that go? Yeah, no. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, we definitely stay on the same exact thing. Like every time we get to, and it doesn't matter really if it's a vehicle or a boat or an RV Jerome always just seems to go to the passenger side. That's literally where he just started. Um, I always tackle the driver's side. So, you know, front seat, back seat, back seat. Um, usually the driver's side obviously has a few more details with the, cause I get the whole center console and the steering wheel and all that stuff. So usually Jerome 
is already a little past me and he'll go ahead and go to the trunk or the back of the SUV or whatever it might be. Um, but it's one of those things like it literally probably didn't even take a week and we just feed off of each other. It's almost like a twin of me on the other side of the vehicle that we're just, yeah. You guys, (laughs) bro. that's like, it's awesome because yeah. yeah. That's, that's super rare to find is someone that like meshes like that. So like when you guys grow and get other employees, like it's going to be a, it's going to take some adjusting. I think everyone yeah, has a partner yeah, with know, a different flow. Yeah. We thought about that, but you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty diverse. You know, I've worked with a, a wide variety of people and, you know, I've done a lot of different things. So as far as that, you know, I, I've, I've, I've really got to <laughs> not like that yet. Well, Anyway, so like, you know, I've really learned to adapt to certain situations. So I really don't think it's going to be that hard to find someone. The thing that I really think that's going to be the hardest is really the trust issue because we deal with, you know, clients and things like that. What do you mean? Like trust issue? I don't what well, do you I, I totally like, get I said, it. like theft or anything like that. You know, it's always a, you know, something in the back of everybody's mind. You know, you send someone you know, as a new employee to someone's job, you know, the, the on site, it's the last thing you want, uh, you know, someone's wallet to be missing or anything like that. I so, mean, yeah, we definitely, because we definitely have tons of customers. I mean, customers that are not even on a regular basis. This is literally the first time they've ever spoke with us. Um, they leave cash check, whatever it is in the car. Uh, I mean, they're leaving. I mean, I've seen hundreds of dollars in there, credit cards, guns, the whole nine yards. And, you know, just being an honest person, we always look past it. It's because it's one of those, there could be $10,000 in the center console. But the way I see it is I can make more money from that customer in a lifetime that if I take that $10,000, my business is going to go under because word of mouth spreads like wildfire. So basically what drone means is, you know, even if we train the guy and everything, knowing that we can truly trust him to go by himself and not take that $20 or take that gun or take a credit card info or whatever it might be you know i had a client like leave under the mat it was at the uh cedar ridge golf course and i was doing like Uh watch on saturdays and i took his car you know to detail and he left like five grand and hundred dollar bills underneath the the driver's mat oh wow and i'm like what the hell (laughs) but but you have that mindset as as the owner of the business where someone actually like like, has integrity is like like i'm gonna make more out of this client long term exactly yeah uh, i can't imagine still it doesn't make any sense like it just that doesn't exactly well and then you know even if the customer leaves or whatever and you don't make more than five grand off the customer at least you have reputation you need to have because like i said if you would have took that five thousand dollars or if your employee would have it wouldn't have really mattered because bad word of mouth spreads like wildfire and then you could have been going under neck deep and you might have been drowning trying to get back out of it because you know i mean you know exactly what we're trying to say like you know you got other employees just beside yourself so i've always actually been kind of curious like you know the steps you take and like how you gain trust in your that's what i was gonna say man like so it's all about the hiring process like we don't hire anyone on the spot there's like a we see them probably at least five or six times before we actually hire them. So we spend a lot of time, like, like all my, my wife will interview first cause she does all the business development type stuff. And that's just kind of her personality. She can gauge on someone initially and then I'll interview them with, uh, with them. And then I'll have two other crews interview with them. Then I'll have them go out on a ride along. And then after all, that's good. You do background checks, drug screening. I mean, all that stuff. So by the time they get through our interview process, if they're like a, a like 
someone at Shady, like they did a really good job of fooling us because they spent a lot of time. Yeah, with us actually, you know? yeah, no, yeah, that that's actually pretty awesome. I mean, it's it's definitely good, like you said, obviously not to just have them come into the office for thirty minutes and be like, okay, bam, you're hired, because anybody can fake that for thirty minutes. But as many steps as you take, it seems like, like you said. <laughs> If they're faking it, they're a damn good actor. Yeah, I can write up the process, too. I mean, it's 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 not fail-proof, but, I mean, it's worth having, you know? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a really good approach. Because we've, we've juggled a couple things as far as just, like, you know, hosting training seminars and, and stuff like that to really kind of get an eye for who really wants to, uh, you know, be a, a detailer. Because, you know, not everyone wants to be a detailer. You know, everyone likes a clean ride, but not everyone wants to be a detailer, okay. so... True. So, all right. I think this is a good question for uh, DJ. Um, so as DJ started growing, at first he was just by himself. And I think you've told the story. You were literally going out of a uh, Contour. 1999 Ford Contour. Yeah. 1999 oh, Ford Contour. <laughs> um, one of your biggest first hires you kept on for a while. Like four years, probably. Like four years, probably. So walk us through some of those memories. I, I think it'd be very valuable for detailers that are listening who they're maybe by themselves or maybe like where Justin is, where um, Jerome's like a one-on-one dude. Um, but, you know, the next steps as far as um, bringing on somebody else, like let's start there. Like wh- and I think this would be good for Ian, like Ian, because we've talked about this a little bit where like, when are you ready to bring somebody else on? Like, so let's first start at some of the early memories that you can remember. Like you had this guy that was working for you a while. What made you go bring somebody else on versus just staying with just the two of you? Hold on. Sorry, I was responding to a uh, comment. So why would I bring a third person on? Yeah, like what? Just make sure it's you, still You kept him for a while, just the two of you. Gotcha. So how does somebody that's that's got a mobile detail business or shop that's got one guy, but they, they don't know where they want to go with bringing a third or a fourth, like walk us through that transition. Um, so I, I wanted to grow. The goal was always to – so the plan I had initially when I wanted to hire like a right hand man was to hire someone, mentor him, train him up to where, you know, pretty much a duplicate of myself so that he can run his own truck, have his own employee and just kind of keep that process duplicating, you know, as time went on. So, you know, I hired this person, we worked together, you know, really closely for, you know, quite some time. And then we'd hire people, they'd flake out, we'd hire someone, they'd flake and just, you know, we always had that, that we can never get over that hump of like trying to find the right person. But, um, you know, it, it, it got difficult after that, you know, when you start hiring someone else, then he's working with someone, and then, you know, I don't know. So, where are we going with the uh, – All right, well, uh, I got a quick question with sure. that. You know, you know, with, uh, you know, people flaking on you, and then, you know, they coming on, flaking, you know, all that. You know, how did you really deal with the whole ups and downs as far as, like, clientele, you know, whenever there's work, there's work but there's not enough, you know, people? Did you Is, like, rescheduling one of those things that you saw it as an option or was, like, just made do? Hold on, hold on. Worked until so midnight or what? So you're saying if, if there's too much work and not enough employees, like, team members? Exactly. Yeah, like, whenever someone would flake out and you're just like, dude, we're crammed this week and now we're short an employee. <laughs> well, oh, you just reschedule them, dude. Like, I mean, there's no... no welcome to small business. Yeah, either that or you want to... Yeah. Either that, because in the earlier days, man, when, like, I didn't have, like, 
you know, a bunch of kids or like I didn't have all these responsibilities in the evening. Like I would really work until midnight, one, two o'clock to get this stuff done. Uh, if there were like, you know, jobs that were like, you know, we did some planes and stuff like that. We can work indoors that late. But yeah, we just I just grinded out like and just and just did it. But um, you just yeah. got to okay. there's, there's going to be times where you're, where you're so booked out. You're like, man, I need, I need an extra extra person. But just tell the people because oh, yeah. you're going to get to a point where you, you're going to have availability. But just tell the person like, look, um, you know, we're, we're booked out. We can't service you. I'm afraid if we try to squeeze you in, our quality is going to diminish a little bit. And just gotcha. and take care of the customers that you do have. Like, you know, they're going to be yeah. there. And, yeah, and the no, that's, back too, you know? yeah that, that's one thing I've always worried about. But, you know, reputation, you know, this is another thing that I always worry about. Because, you know, we're pretty reputable in the community that we're in. Yeah. And that's just one thing that we're, we really stick true to is, you know, our reputation and quality. And so that was just. They you know, can't just give a you a bad name for, for, for being too busy, you know? It, I mean, it's, it's not gotcha. sexy. Some people think it's sexy to be like, mm-hmm. I'm booked out two weeks. It's really not. It kind of <laughs> sucks. But you have a good, you're in a good position. Like you've, you've got a good problem you're dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. And like, like I've always said, if the customer looks at it the correct way, if I say I can be there tomorrow morning at 8am and they called me literally right now at 845 and I say, Oh yeah, I can be there at 8am. Or if, Hey, you know, literally I can't be there till the 10th of June and today's date is whatever. Right. Realistically to that, to them, they should be like, you know, they're going to be upset, but then they should think, be like, well, dang, this customer or this company is obviously pretty dang good if they're booked out that far. So, I mean, but I actually had a question on your part, and I don't know if it's like overstepping boundaries or whatever, but like, I know you got, I think like three or four trucks. So like when you did that, did, did you make sure you had enough work lined up to make another truck run full time? Or did you just buy the truck, wrap it? you know do all the whole shebang hire an employee and then start gaining more work because that's kind of the point where i'm at like i need another employee but like you know if i go buy another van and wrap it and outfit it i'm like 15 20 bro 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 let me give you some advice bro just stick bro no seriously because i'm telling you like (laughs) seriously because i took on i took on more um inventory and more you know trucks before i should have like i was you know premature in my jump to get another truck and another truck like thank god i like you know sustain we have the business to sustain all three trucks full-time five days a week but like before i would have waited like just wait until you're yeah all the time to where it's like you're turning down so much business so now it makes sense to go out and buy a little unit that you might send one one guy out to go do maintenance details all day long, uh-huh. which is what they do. So they keep that okay. membership, you know, going. And you guys, yeah, see, chasing the new business, chasing the new business. Yeah, and that's mem- exactly. Members now they're members. You send that guy out just to go do a membership cleaning. He does just keep doing that, and let your business buy your next truck. You know, awesome. Yeah, see, that's exactly the mindset I have because the almost two years in business. I've never once took out a business loan or a business credit card because I don't want to because it goes right back to what you just said. I want the business to buy it for me. Do I don't that. want to try get that. Try that until deep you can't anymore. Try that until you can't anymore. Then then just exactly. consider you know loan getting getting a getting a loan. All right. So awesome, hey, awesome. so Ian, yo, you're single, you're a single guy, <laughs> uh, in a shop. <laughs> Let's talk to the people that are like you. How do you, what do you, what, what runs through your mind when you're going, when do I need to bring on a helper and how do you go about doing that? Like, does that freak you out? Do you, what do you think? Uh, no, cause I mean, I, 
I look forward to it because I know that in order for me to grow my business, I need to get out from behind the polisher as as soon as I can. And not to mention, it's more expensive to pay myself to do any kind of job versus, you know, uh, an employee. So from a business perspective, for me, I'm trying to stay small as I can. What I mean by that is I want to keep my overhead as small as I can to remain as cash positive as I can. So that way, when it's time to level up, I can level up and not have to be hindered by anything, by debt or whatever the case may be. So for me, before I hire an employee, it's kind of like DJ said, I want to make sure that I've got enough work with that. I'm turning down enough work Mm -hmm. to justify Mm -hmm. Yeah. hiring somebody so you, because you know yeah you're busy two weeks for a month or a couple months or right. or whatever but it's going to get slow so you want to make sure it's definitely going to get slow you want to make Winter sure time. that you're going to have that maybe not that same level of business but enough business that you can justify hiring an employee even when it's slow essentially all right so um, Justin, I, you know, I don't mean to get too personal into your business, but I ask no, you for cool. a reason. Do you, do you 1099 or are you like a full on like paying workman's comp and like a, a full on employee with uh, Jerome? With Jerome. So to be a hundred percent honest, like, I mean, that's, that's not too far into details. At least you're not asking my bank account info. <laughs> no, uh, Jerome honestly is paid hundred percent cash under the table. Um, and it's to that point right now. Um, because I, I mean, I, I mean, my business is LLC. It's legally, legally registered in the whole nine yards, but Jerome's under the table. And I've kind of left it that way because, you know, at this point in time, Jerome is okay with it. Um, but like I said, I'm getting to that point where I need to hire another employee. And as soon as that does happen, I'm going to have to make things full on 100% legit um, with Jerome and with the new guy or whatever. Um, you know, I've already talked to my accountant about that, but it's, it's kind of a plus and minus. Like I tell Jerome all the time, because every time I pull money out of my bank account, out of the business account to pay him, it looks like I'm paying myself yep. even more money that's every exactly, month. So that's it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I've been there before, bro. Yeah. So with, just him by himself i mean you know i pay him pretty decent stuff but i mean it's not the end of the world but let's say you know i was like dj and i had three or four employees and i'm paying them all cash under the table full time man i'm getting hosed at the end of the year and i can't be like well hey 50 grand of that was for my employees because hey you paid them under the table so you know then again it's obviously illegal or whatever but like i said you know it so it kind of sucks um because I had that happen to me all last year. Um, you know, I had my brother-in-law working with me for a little while. Yeah, that was an epic fail. But uh, hey, uh, I had my brother work with me too, man. My, my biological brother. That was that sucked. Yeah, yeah. No, we just butt heads like we did I mean, that. It's, it's cool, but don't hire. Yeah, him. and it was at that time because the business partner that was with me when you know I started it by myself, but then I let him come in, and then he realized owning a business wasn't for him. So I hired my brother-in-law because I was like, holy crap, man, I can't do this all by myself. There's just way too much work. So like he hit me up about working for me and I was like, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. Um, and then it didn't really end up working out. Uh, I don't know if it was one of those, you know, he's like twice as old as me and listening to somebody younger and I, I don't with know that what too. it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool it was right there, man. 
working with someone. It was interesting for sure. So, so let's talk about that for a second. It wasn't really in what we wanted to go with, but I, I like, let's camp on that for a moment. Because, because I think, I think this would be a thing for Ian. This would be a thing for anybody that's got just, they're by themselves. They, they need some help, but they don't really know how to pay the person. Um, the benefits plus and minuses of under the table versus 1099 versus a W2 or W4. I don't, I always get those two confused, but yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. W2 is what they get. Is what they get. Thank you. Uh, like I said, I always get those confused. Um, it, so the differences are like, it, and if you're pulling money out of an account, like I said, I don't mean to go too personal with you, but yeah, no, I, I, I would not, I would not pull money out of a bank account. You, you're going to have We're, to show that income and pay taxes on that. Yeah. Income and, and you're, you're basically giving that away as tax free. Like I, yeah, like I said, like this is not like I'm. Well, I'm talking to everybody else at the same time, not really to you. Yeah, no, that's fine. Like, and I was gonna. There. I used to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. So what when I was I gonna say under the table, and I'm not like trust me, everybody does it. I've done it. Oh yeah, yeah. When I it, well, and what I was gonna I, say hold on, is hold on, hold on. Yeah, no problem. Hold on. Like when I pay under the table, it's cash. Like I don't. It's the oh, cash yeah. that like if somebody pays in cash. I keep that cash. Like if you got cash that comes in, then it would be recommendation that that doesn't go into a bank account. Um, oh yeah. That I, you know, I don't really do much detailing anymore. So I'm talking like, you know, years ago back in 0203. So um, that when I did that, somebody would pay in cash. I would then keep that cash and I would pay my guy in the cash that the customer paid. So that I didn't have to pay the taxes on it if it comes in and then just goes back out. Um, the the other side is then once I got big enough, I paid um, I paid out in a 1099. So they were a contractor, and there's different stipulations as far as when somebody's a contractor, as far as if they if they bring in their their own. Uh, equipment or if they have a set schedule like there's some things that you have to abide by as far as as a contractor pay and then there's the next step where you actually pay take out the taxes then you pay taxes and then you've got to do workman's comp and you got like there's a lot of stuff it's that goes so into expensive. it it's so expensive it, so it's the most expensive thing like like for guys like like Ian that have a shop that if somebody wants to come in and work a little bit I would definitely see that at that point in time you would want to either under the table cash but don't pull cash out of your account just pay them cash that somebody paid you or it's hard too because it's very hard. Pays right? no. well, everybody pays cash, but yeah. Or ten ninety nine them, and you got to explain all that mm-hmm. because then I've run into situations where it came time for taxes, and you know I had these guys that were running around with me working, and then it came to I sent them their ten ninety nine, at Ooh. you know, and they went wait what, and I went like I told you guys. Like we're not taking the taxes out. Well, so they're they're, gonna pay taxes. they had to then pay taxes and their parents ended up having to pay them their tax. Like, so it created a mess. So, um, that, um, that's definitely interesting. Like Ian, what do you think about 1099 or bringing somebody <clears throat> in and just sliding them through? What's your thoughts on that? 
Well, if I'm a, if I'm getting to the point where I'm hiring employees, going to be a full fledged employee. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean you'd say that for sure, bro. Yeah, like there's not going to be any kind of 1099 or under the cash table. If I've gotten to the point where I need help, he's going to be a legit employee. That's just hell yeah, yeah, done deal. Yeah, I mean, and that's the way you think, but I mean, that's what, that's cool. That's why I wanted your opinion. DJ, what did you do? Like, no, I, I took chances. I, I'm like, I mean, I paid everyone 10.99. Like, paid them this over 600. You gotta send them a 10 or send them a what W9 or whatever it is. Um, I did that for a long time until one year. I like <laughs> almost had to pay taxes on all that stuff, like all that paper. Oh like, shit! Because they're not contractors, man. Like, you can't 10.99 DJ. If you're telling them what time to show up to work, what to wear. And, and and use my towels, my spray, my polishers. Like they're an employee. Oh yeah. Serious. I've known companies go out of business before because I had so much back taxes to pay on pay on a on a employee salary. It's crazy. So we don't really think about that a lot of times as detailers. We're just like, oh, I'm just cleaning cars. And I'm gonna do this and this and that. Like we don't think about that nah, stuff man, a lot. I'm glad, but... I got, I'm glad I figured it out. And now everyone. I mean, it's expensive, man. <laughs> Paying taxes on your like, golly, it's a big one of the biggest expenses we have is tax is um, uh, payroll. So, anyway, uh, let's transition. It's a good time to transition, but that was a great talk. Sorry, we chased a little rabbit, but I thought, yeah. I thought that was a good thing since, <laughs> since you brought it up, Justin. I thought that'd be good to like just take a little moment and talk through that because. I don't know when I've yeah. ever heard anybody talk about taxes and paying employees. So, no, that's new. Yeah, yeah, no. That's new. Do you, I was just say, do you care if I add one thing real quick to that before you finish it? No, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Like going back to when I said I take money out of the account all the time, it basically meant it like, like you said, when my customers pay cash, and you know, a lot of people did it, do it, whatever. Um, that cash goes in my pocket, you know, cash is king. It's untraceable, whatever. I'm just being honest. But so most of the time, every two weeks when I pay Jerome, thankfully when I'm just, you know, cranking out work, it's just hundred percent cash. So I don't have to worry about it. Now, sometimes like during the winter, when things slow down like crazy, I might have to take a little bit of money out of the bank account. Um, but it also comes down to one of those things for, uh, you know, anybody that's going to be listening to this, that's, uh, you know, wanting to grow and all that is, Let's say, you know, like DJ said, everybody don't always pay with cash. So if a lot of your customers are tending to pay with card and check, you know, because I take all three, um, obviously that's got to go straight into your business account unless for some odd reason you have it set up to your personal account. Um, so Which let's is say, not recommended. Not at all. It, no, 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 not at all. No, I'm being that you're a legit legal business. You're, you're bound to get neck deep. But anyways, uh, so let's say you know, you realistically know that you made $90,000 that year, but your bank account only shows 50,000. And then here you are trying to apply for like, whether it's a business loan or your fifth van or something like that. Well, you can't be going and telling the banker, Hey, I made 90 grand because it's, it's not traceable. So, you know, I've also kind of got to that point where, you know, it's like, should I start depositing all my cash? Because there's a huge difference. I mean, some months, I'll go and only one person pays cash and some months I'll go and I'll make thousands of dollars in cash. And it's like, what it's, should I be doing? It's debatable, <laughs> but oh yeah, it's said to not deposit a dollar of cash into your business. Account. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I mean, if you can not deposit cash and you, cause the way it's been explained to me is if you can not deposit cash, 
then if you ever get audited and you, they just see like a little cash coming in, they're going to go, hey, well, where's the rest of the cash? Yeah. Okay. So it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. It's oh, tricky, yeah. But so, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we could talk about that. That's a, that's a little squirrel. But you know that's what happens when you got ADD. You just chase chase squirrels. So you know, <laughs> trust me. Ian chews my ass all the time because we'll just be trying to have a conversation, and I'll just he start asshole. He didn't like his beer though. I know, but he's Actually, chewing. Not like uh, ass, but he likes uh, chewing ass. I was gonna say he might be drinking ass. Oh, he chews me all the time because he's like, "Focus, man, focus." And I'm like, "I can't help it." <laughs> hmm uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So um, when you taste the beer, all right, we already talked about the hops, the citrus. I mean, is there anything that you guys want to point out about the Rough Tail IPA that that brings like if somebody is an IPA guy, is this a recommendation? If it's somebody that I think this is my personal opinion. If, if they're borderline, they don't know if they like IPAs or they don't, this would be a good intro IPA. What do you guys think? I would agree because the IPA is not like the hoppiness and it's not as thick as the traditional one. And the citrusy, the like the citrus aftertaste kind of kind of complements the hops to the point that, you know, you, you get the best of both worlds as far as hops and citrusy. So I agree with you on the introduction beer. If you're not into IPAs, the hops are going to kill you. If you're not into, you know, flavored beers, the citrus is going to kill you. It's just one of those deals. I guess you got to enjoy IPAs. Yeah, I don't dislike them whatsoever, like, at all. It's just, like, I just like to enjoy and sip. It's just so strong, like, I don't yeah. know. It's just, like, in your face. Like, you can't. There's so, much, there's so much piney to it. it. Yeah, it's not it's, subtle, subtle enough for me to enjoy. See, that's what I was thinking about. It's almost it. like a little smearing no. off chick yeah. drink it's like one of these and i'm about to puke because it's too sweet right yeah 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 what i like yeah. the ipas though is they come like super high point most times so i want to see this is 5.9 yeah it's like there's some like yeah. double ipas yeah so, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah like 12 point yeah when i want a six pack and just want to be cheap just buy a six pack for the weekend i'll get a double ipa with like nine ten percent in it and just sip on them like you know throughout the weekend because it's like it's it's a strong beer but i don't want to drink you know a whole lot so Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Awesome. All right. So anyone else? No, no, no. I guess we're good. So last week we talked a little bit about revenue stream sellers could do. And Justin, you did some shirts for us, uh, Total Auto Solutions, um, uh, earlier in the year when we went out to Mobile Tech Expo. And we used an Instagram influencer named Kristen. Uh, anybody that's listening, you gotta go check her out. She's freaking amazing. What's it's, her handle? It's R One Babe, R One Vet Babe. There you go. Just go to Marty's phone and, <laughs> and type in. It's like R One Vet Babe twenty three or something. Kristen is amazing. She's super fun person. Um, and you did some shirts for us that turned out really great. Now, what made <sighs> you decide to go from? I'm a mobile detailer trying to, yeah. to control an area and grow in detailing to, oh, wait, I want to create a shirt company. Like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those, uh, you know, I joke about it now. And uh, 
I got a different branch off the business that I definitely take a lot more full swing now. We still do the shirt thing, but uh, I definitely I don't advertise it anymore. It's kind of those the people that know about it if they come to me, I'll still do it. And it basically started because I found out. You know, it's kind of like being a business owner. You find out things that like, damn, am I really paying that much for it? Like, I know how much that stuff costs and this and that. So I found out how much I could buy material and a couple of machines for like introductory level and figure out what I could do. And I was like, man, I was like, Drone, let's just start making our own business shirts and stuff. Because, you know, I was paying ridiculous amounts to have uh, shirts and stuff made. So it kind of started there. And then I was like. Well, damn, dude. I was like, this is easy. What if we just kind of started this as like a second little income thing? And this started, uh, I mean, I would say it was like end of November, December. Uh, you know, things were getting hella slow. I don't know if anybody else gets really slow in the wintertime, but it does get huh. cold here. Hey, I mean, it'll get below live, freezing. We both live in Oklahoma. We, like, Oh, yeah. Dude, talk about three trucks being shut down for weeks. And, it, it, and that, you know, it's, it sucks. And uh, sucks, my dude. first winter and then, you know, this winter that just passed was my second winter. And, you know, the second winter, I was like, man, I got to figure something out to maintain my freaking income because this is it's it sucks. It really sucks. You know, Christmas presents and all that crap. But anyway, so I started the shirt thing. And after a little while, uh, I realized that at times it was like a 70 30. I was trying to devote 70 percent of my time into the shirt thing and get it rolling. And I was like, you know, I would sit down and think when I get home and Jerome would tell me like, man, you've already had the detail business for about a year and a half now. Why are you not focusing on that more? And, you know, it was one of those, like, to myself, I guess I just thought, oh, this shirt thing seems easy. Maybe I can get it rolling real quick. And uh, so, like I said, I we pretty much put that on hold. You know, I deleted the Facebook page that I had for it and everything. But it's one of those, you know, the people that know about it, if they still come to me, I'll do it. But um, Putting too many eyes in what, the fire. Do what now? Yeah. Yeah, you're putting too many irons in the fire. Oh, yeah. Wise words from Ian Porter. Yeah, and that's why, you know, that's why I said I put the shirt thing on hold, and then I kind of figured out that, like, it wasn't really what I liked doing at all. I mean, I don't (laughs) mind making my own shirts for, like, my business and stuff. That's cool and all, but, like, for other people, no, it's not what I like doing. So that's why I figured out, I was like, you know, I thought of the second revenue streams again. And then I thought of, uh, you know, what about something that I can just take out and wash whatever the heck I want to wash, whether it's vehicles, semis, parking lots, houses, roofs, literally anything that can be washed, I can wash it. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, you know, yeah, I could do that with my van, but that's that's the detail van that's dedicated to detailing. So I went and bought a flatbed trailer, put about. Uh, two 275 totes on it and a couple of pressure washers uh, or wait I got one pressure washer now and I'm fixing to add another one so you know two people can w- be working at the same time and that kind of follows along and kind of like detailing you know you're kind of doing sorts of the same thing does that make you and... cringe DJ all that water my brain has learned to tune out you guys' nonsense well as water. Hey, I, I was gonna say if if it helps any and makes you cringe, I got 550 gallons of water on that trailer. 
and oh I've had God. to fill it up three times in one day. <laughs> like, why cool. so much work, bro? Hey, I have a lot of washing to do. You could be taking I I had a leak in, your, or something. in your van with the AC opposed to filling some effing water, bro. But you, you do you know get, that you get a 70% of the world is water, right? I'm not trying to save the world. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> that's not what your bro. Instagram says. Yeah, water. <laughs> No, yeah, no, it's it, it, yeah, but it's one of those like, Aww. you know, definitely. Uh, I thought of that because it kind of followed along in the path of somewhat of like detailing, you know, because uh, I had people all the time that asked, would ask, like, well, do you pressure wash this or would you pressure wash this? And I was kind of like, thought to myself, like, you know, it's extra money, but it's like, kind of like, why is a detail van out washing a roof? You know, it's just kind of weird. So I was like, you know, it won't take too much money to buy this trailer, get some tanks and pressure washers and stuff like that. And uh, by no means did, uh, just like when I started my detail business, by no means did I go out and get a loan or did I buy a $5,000 hot water pressure washer. You know, I, I mean, I got like a decent commercial grade, like 500 bucks. So I just started really small. I did and... the, I did the uh, <laughs> go take a big loan and buy the hot water. <laughs> see, yeah, see, I... See, I didn't do that, and we actually do a ton of semis, and, you know, semis, they get hella greasy, and the trailers and crap, and we just figured out a method. I kid you not, the first semi we did, yeah, we we was just washing the semi in the trailer, and, you know, the guy would keep coming back out and looking, and was probably just looking at us like, the hell is taking them so long, and it was one of those, like, I got a really good account right now. I'm going to figure it out. And Jerome basically said the same thing to himself. And it took us three hours to wash one freaking semi because we couldn't get the grease off. Like, it was just a nightmare. That next day, I said, to hell with it. We went and figured out some chemicals and this and that, and we made it work. But um, so, yeah, I mean, different revenue streams I don't think is a bad idea. But kind of like Ian said, at you know, I did have too many irons in the fire for a minute there and i definitely i definitely don't recommend getting way off of what you already have going that was going good and i guess i thought i could make it work because the detail business was so slow because like i said it was winter time but i highly regret it <laughs> yeah so that's that's an interesting perspective because like as a detailer i did that like i bought i bought the big power washer at first i started small i bought the big power washer that had the diesel heater and so then Mm. we we could clean semis and we would turn that puppy on and crank up the temperature (laughs) uh we cleaned concrete we cleaned tons of concrete we cleaned whatever we could with the diesel heater but then as i got into this business and when i was trying to think okay how can i subsidize because you know if i'm selling products and people are slow that means i'm slow like that's just my natural thought went to okay what else can i do i got into all kinds of crazy stuff like dj finally one day was like bro like what's your problem like i was actually about to open up a okay so let me tell this story Oh damn! <laughs> Oklahoma, you know where my office is at. Like I, I um, I, I sublease from Marty in the front of his warehouse. There's a little office, uh-huh. this little hallway, and so forth. I mean, it, it's it's cheap. I got a great landlord. You know, he doesn't take care of a damn thing. But I mean, oh hey, no, he does. 
So I remember before I asked him, I was like, hey, man, I'm looking for a spot. I'm sick of the guys coming to my house knowing where I live. It's just kind of getting uncomfortable with, you know, with having kids and a family and so forth. Guys coming to your house, kids in the truck. Yeah. Just like evasion of privacy, right? So he's like, yeah, I got a space. You know, I can, you know, I can lease to you for a hundred bucks a month. Still the same price, right? Hundred bucks a month. What? Hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dang, crazy. Marty, man, you need to. I try to get it on record. Get a shop over here. I try to get it on record so I can lower my rent. He thought I was drunk enough to admit to a hundred bucks. Okay, so he was Dude, like, "Yeah, you must have been you, pissed drunk." Before you, I was gonna have a lice removal company rent the front space. Lice oh, removal dang. business. Tell us about that. Mike. I was gonna get into lice removal. Lice removal. <laughs> like, as in, like, would you go and is take them out? Here in Tulsa? It is like there's a there's only like two places that you can get lice oh. removed, and there's thousands oh, of kids. So my office would have been flooding with lice. Your your That's office disgusting. would have been a fucking money machine. Is what it would have been. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I'm here. But now, yeah, of course they come to you, get lice, and take care of it. <laughs> So I would get into that. I got into a cell phone store, and then yeah. the next thing I knew, we bought a, another one, and we had like four locations out of South Carolina. Like yeah, I got into some crazy stuff for a while, and then I kind of came for full circle, like you're talking about, and like <laughs> I went, okay, I need to focus. Like I, if, if I exactly, hey, hey Marty, if you don't mind me asking, what was that point that you realized? Oh damn, I fucked up. He um, realizes that every day. Yeah, like those times that I go to lunch with Ian, I go, (laughs) those are his highlights for sure. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) So the moment that I, uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it was multiple (laughs) moments. Okay. Um, but what it, was like that straw that broke the camel's back? I'm talking about like you were like, dude, man, I completely screwed up. I've got to change my point of method and look for something else. I, I, I didn't have a I screwed up moment. Okay. I it was had just like a, a walk. I had a, I learned a lot of good information moment. Gotcha. Like, and that moment was when I kept asking for some records and that the, the partner wouldn't produce the records. And then it finally came out that some money was not going into the account uh, that, uh, that I knew that it wasn't, but I just kept trying to push for it. And once it finally came into, you know, into the open that it's not everything was going into the account. That's when I said, okay, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm gone. Get me off of this. I'll take my loss. And I, I learned a lot. Um, and that's what I took it as it was, it was that I learned quite a bit and, you know, I, I, there's some things that I can't share publicly, but, um, yeah, like, uh, let's just say, yeah, no, from like a partner standpoint from like, you know, you know, because I'm his right hand man, you know, like you said earlier, you know, it's just like, unfortunately it's like we're kindred spirits, you know, I am a twin and, you know, it's, it's funny because he was friends with my twin actually before we got friends. And, uh, but yeah, we butt heads, but yet we also see eye to eye. So, you know, whenever it's something like that, it's like, you know, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I guess, I, I guess I'm just getting lost with the conversation, but yeah. <laughs> what I miss. Um, well, so where I was going is, um, I like, I wasn't like, there was part of me that was upset because like, if you're going to funnel a bunch of money into something, you ultimately want you gotta to make work, sure it's right? Work. 
I didn't. Yeah, and you know, I didn't want to. Take, whenever I saw it was working, you know, I, I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta give you some tips. Hey, look, you know, we gotta try something else. Let's stick to a niche. We got something good working here. And you know, whenever that all kind of came to realization, it's like, okay, let's let's make this work. And ever since then, it's been just like taking off. But you know, for the, I, I was just curious on the whole, you know, if you had that that moment that it was just like, dang, man, I completely screwed up. We got we got to fix things. You know, it's got completely off track, but. No, I I honestly, I mean, I'm serious. Like I didn't like that. I think the entrepreneur, I mean, I I really didn't think of it as like, fuck, I screwed up. I Uh I constantly, as I knew what was going on and I kept, I kept asking for things. I, it finally got to a point where it was no longer beneficial to me. Like, but if anybody's been through a divorce (laughs) and, and, and you go and you're on the stand and you're showing records of, profits and loss and you can show a thirty thousand dollar loss in a cell phone company and 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 that money doesn't go to an ex-wife who's trying to bleed you dry is this a hypothetical Uh, story or is this some real shit right now that's purely hypothetical i have no idea (laughs) but uh I, i was very happy that i had lost a lot of money into that company because it didn't go to her and then when that divorce was final, I really tried to make some money out of the company and it just didn't work. I was getting bled and, you know, that just money wasn't showing like and that's where I went. OK, I got the benefit of it. It went to this company. You know, there's a guy that's doing OK now and I'm happy yeah, for him, but it just didn't go to the bitch, you know. So, I'm, <laughs> hey, man, you know, at the end of the day, it didn't go gotcha. to her and, uh, you know, it's all good. Awesome. Right. You know, you always got to you always got to think of that side of it, too. All right. Hey, so let's 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 rate the beer. Uh, Ian, you gave it a fuck. Does that mean <laughs> it's like fuck five or like a fuck one? I mean, I'm not like going to rate it negatively just because I don't like IPAs. I can see the attraction in it. It's not a bad beer. It's just not my my thing. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know that it's something like super special, so I'd probably give it like three point seven five. You came out and you took so a sip exciting. and you cussed it, and then you gave it a three seven five. Well, I, like I said, I'm not going to give it negative or nothing be- just because I don't like an IPA or whatever. That's unfair. No, I greatly appreciate your honesty. <laughs> That's pathetic. You're pathetic, but I still have that you. is that <laughs> is pathetic. All right, Jerome, what'd you get? You know, out of the IPAs I've tasted and the beer that I've tasted, you know, I've had better. I've had worse. So if anything, I'd have to say I wouldn't, you know, too much recommend it to a friend. But, you know, if I had to vote, I'd give it maybe a 7.5. We go to five. One to five. Damn, overshoot. I thought it was one to ten. Okay, then I give it a three. (laughs) One to five. You picked the beer and you gave it a three? Yeah. Hey, I'm an honest Man, nobody, already. Nobody's giving love. I'm, I'm, I'm going after everybody. It, Ian cussed a beer, sentence rated, number one, and one. gave it a three seven five. A three seven five, bro. What? Three point five. You've never cussed a beer that much. Hmm. Fake, Ian. Fake. All right, Justin. Nope. What'd you give it? Oh, you know, it's funny as you asked everybody else, and now I'm the last one, so it almost seems like I'm following everybody else. But to be honest, short and sweet. I'm like dead center at like a two and a half three basically we'll just go with a three because it's one of those 
I don't see myself buying it if I'm thirsty for a beer, but if it's if a friend's offering me the beer and it's in their house, you know, you don't turn down a beer. So it's one of those I can tolerate it and drink it, but will I spend my own money on it? No. But it's not horribly nasty. It's it's all right. So you're saying that if somebody you will you will never turn down a beer no matter what somebody offers you what you just hey, said that's a man's thing no that, no I mean because come on man that's kind of like putting your beer in a koozie so it don't get cold if your ass can't drink the beer before it gets cold without a koozie there's something wrong with you amen there's nothing wrong with wow the time. <laughs> I mean, wow so hey enjoy a beer. so when we come out with pints and polishing koozies guess who's not getting hey hey I, 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 I will gladly. <laughs> Oh, does that mean I got to return this glass too? Nope, nope. You got the glass. You're just not getting a koozie. <laughs> Sorry. No. I'm All right, shit. DJ, what are you rating it for an IPA? No, just as a beer. Like oh. it's not an IPA. Like just no, one to five as a beer. Yeah. It is like a category by itself in my brain for IPA only. Because if you put IPAs up with anything, it'd be a one. Because it's just okay. You're giving it a one? No, I'm not giving it a one. <clears throat> In my IDA or IPA, IDA, IPA category, I'm going to give it a, 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 a three, flat three. A flat three. Flat okay, three. why would I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know why you would give it a flat three. And I'm only curious because you, you like IPAs. No, no, no. The only IPA I like is like F5 is a good one. I like IPAs like because of sometimes like double IPAs, like super high alcohol content where I can only have like. Yeah, that's where I was going. Ian, why does he like IPA? Because he's a fucking alcoholic. (laughs) Not say it on the podcast. This is the first. (laughs) I didn't hear what you said, Ian, but we're going to continue talking because we're going to keep passing that up. Sounds like you guys are maybe fixing to make love there. I want to drink a lot. I want to drink a couple of beers and and be good. Gotcha. And that's why I like double IPA. Okay. So on my IPA scale, this is a three flat. Gotcha. Three flat. Uh, Uh. so we got a three flat, three flat, three point nine, three flat, and what was yours, Marty? Uh, I think uh, uh, Ian's was a three seven oh, five. Three seven five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't going on a scale of IPA. I don't ever think of it that way. I think of just, just if I'm going to drink this beer, how would I rate it? No matter if it's an ale, a lager, an IPA. So um, I'm going to give it a two five. And that is because it's an IPA. It automatically is down lower in my scale. However, the two five for an IPA, if anybody like Luke, I got a good buddy and customer down in Norman named Luke Greenfield. He knows I cannot stand IPAs. And he is like an IPA aholic. Like that's all he drinks. IPA aholic. An IPA aholic. How do you enjoy so is that like not all? Oh my god, that's funny. Hoppier, that rhymes with alcoholic. Which is what DJ, you know, you can probably use that to your defense. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm an IPA alcoholic. <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah. So he he knows I cannot stand IPAs, but he lives off of them. Like the hoppier, the better for him. And so um, definitely, that's that's a big thing for me to go that high. Traditionally, if I'm going to drink, which I'm sure later in the podcast, we will drink some extremely hoppy IPAs, that's definitely going to be down in the one point. So um, it's definitely there. Now, 
on that line where we're headed, um, we a couple weeks ago shared a little mixture that we like where we take the Bud Light Limerita and we mix it with a, um, a Mexican beer, but typically Modelo. we use Modelo. Uh-huh. So um, here at the warehouse uh, where we're at, DJ and I are hanging out here. Um, because he's got a car to do and I just wanted to work late <laughs> and we have some uh, wonderful crown apple awesome. now, it is a great like you know right crown apple is delicious well I said he pulled it out and I was like uh, why don't you go ahead and throw some into there let's just see <laughs> what it's like now I'm telling you this beer went from a 2.5 or whatever I gave it uh-huh. it's we're we're borderline 4.5 is where we're at now. And you mix like, that with if a... you got some of the IPA, you take a little crown apple and mix it. Hmm. Now, what did you it like takes... so much about that mixture? It takes the hoppiness out, but you still got that full body. You got that full body, like the the hoppy bitterness goes out of the beer, but you taste that fullness of the beer which is interesting gotcha and it finishes with the sweetness okay like it, it literally might be number two on the mixture like really? that's a strong mixture though. it's a strong mixture but that's pretty damn good that's pretty good beer that's all right let's go closing thoughts before we go to closing thoughts we missed a very important part of this podcast right What's that? We missed, we missed a very important part. We started it last year. Sorry, we started it last week. Oh, really? Oh, nice. We started it last week. It was a little weak, but Ian, we're, bring, we're Ian, going round it. two. We're bring going to in. the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Dude, I, I, I wasn't prepared for that. You didn't. I didn't think we were doing it. We do. We need an intro. We need an intro for we the Thunderdome. We need an intro too. for the Thunderdome. Like, it, like, it, boom, it, boom, it, boom, it needs boom, to come in. Everyone knows the jingle. Let's fucking do it. Like a wrestler like comes in to Dude. a theme song. Now yes. this Thunderdome, what is it like? Just like a couple of questions. Yeah, it's just, just a couple of questions. Back and wait, but bro. I wasn't prepared. Hopefully, Ian's gonna bring Marty was whining about it, so I wasn't. I didn't think we bro, were doing that shit. It's every week now, from here on out. Every time you're on, oh, you got the Thunderdome. Find some questions out of your So ass. you went weak, <laughs> and now you're going no show. That's he's pathetic. just soft as shit right now. That right? is. Well, <laughs> so are you. You got anything? Anything in the Ian Thunderdome? <laughs> no, you made it sound like we weren't doing it. Nope. Oh, I never, did. never did. Yeah, actually you did. All right. Well then we've got a sub I think did did you got, really... you got anything? I can ask some questions. Are were we tagging <laughs> tag team? Are, okay, are we gonna go funny or like serious questions? No, funny. <clears throat> okay. funny. Jerome, I've always wondered, bro, and this is just because I'm a hater. How the fuck are your calves so big? Well, you know, um, I'm a personal trainer, and man, I love Okay, didn't know that. <laughs> I, have a, I have a mini gym at my house. I'm sitting here trying. Okay, listen, one second. I'm getting made fun of right now on Instagram Live by, who is it? Austin, for my shirt being too tight. <laughs> hey, I'm bro, just trying to hey, fill it out, bro. Hey, I'm bro, your shirt could never still. be too tight. Trust me, that's just a hater problem, man. <laughs> okay, okay, keep going, bro. I feel better now. You, your personal training is fucking working. Keep going. <laughs> How do you have calves that are that big? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's easy. I walk on a treadmill. I have one at my house, and then I have a gym at my All house day? as well. So that's how I got my okay. calves the way they are. I okay. actually think they're pretty small, but thanks. 
No, bro. I'm like, man. I he thinks it's small, but you think it's big, so it's a good thing. I guess that he's. Um, said. <laughs> okay, Justin. Do you iron your clothes every day? It looks do, like it, right? Do I iron Dude, my clothes every day? You iron your clothes. You iron every morning. Do you iron in morning or night? What Dude, I kid you not. I don't even own an iron. <laughs> yes, and when we were getting ready for this. Okay, talk. okay, okay, okay. The dry cleaners is next door to your house. Dude, I don't even think there's dry cleaners in prior. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, man. You're always crispy, bro. I know, right? Wait, well, hey, both of you. Hey, I was, this was the question for him. Does Jerome look like a rag doll like I picked him up on the side of the street? Y'all are both crispy all the time you walk up in here. Hey, man, it's just we got to stay fresh to death, man. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, so I'll ask a question that Ian texted me. Ian texted me this question, but he didn't feel comfortable with it. Uh, Justin, once you go black, do you ever go back? Wow. Once I go black, do I ever go back? You know, you should have asked that. Ain't no big deal. You know, Ian, really? I, did once, not I, I know, right? Once I went black on October 1st, if anybody remembers what October 1st was, I don't think I can go back, man. Black's the way it is. That's what's it's up. A hard decision to go back. <laughs> you had to go listen to the podcast and beginning to catch that joke, right? Exactly. <laughs> In Ian's defense, because he'll get mad at me later, he, he did, did not, not text he did me. Not text me. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. All right, so Marty, uh, that's too funny. All right, so closing thoughts. All right, there's a lot of small detailers that are out there that listen. Like, I mean, let me rephrase that. There's a lot of detailers, not some. Like, yes. there's a lot of people that that come off cross like on Instagram or social media that are bigger than they, you know, they are. Uh, which is fine. Marketing's a good thing, but. When we're talking detailers and, you know, you guys are from a small town, you know, it's just the two of you, you're out hustling, you're out getting it. Every day I'm hustling, hustling. I know we should. Man, that's my morning wake up song. Yeah, that's my wife. That's what's up. Mine is go DJ. (laughs) Why'd you pick that? Oh, I don't know, man. Come on. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So, what what advice? Let's let's start with Ian since we've been picking on him. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's tonight. When this podcast, my phone's gonna be blowing up. I, I'm he, sorry. Ian. He might already be in his truck headed over to beat our ass. Probably. <laughs> oh, damn. Hey, at least he don't know where we live. Oh, he knows. All right. Oh, so, Ian, me. I'm in a secluded area. <laughs> like you're you're one guy in a shop. Um, these guys are two guys in a mobile unit. Like. What are some advice that we can give to detailers that just closing thoughts, advice, or encouragement um, revolving around what we've been talking about tonight? What's your thoughts? Uh, uh, That's pretty easy, I think. Don't put too many irons in fire. Work on one thing at a time. And make sure that you are uh, money smart. (laughs) Why'd you giggle? (laughs) <laughs> the fuck does it matter? I just, I just want to know what like, does it matter how we yeah, spend our what money. Does it matter, I just know. Hey, this is his time. <laughs> hey, this is his time. I just the government, what's the <laughs> why you giggled? Shut up, stupid. I like when you chuckle. <laughs> hey, Justin, just so you know, if you tickle him right underneath the armpit every time. Every <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to find out where his shop is and just sneak in there and tickle him a time or two. 
The streets of Washington is here. Like he's his beard, his cheeks as red as his beard right now. No. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, from a, a partner standpoint, you know, I'd like to give my. Uh, I would say that you know, I would say to the, the to the people out there wanting to be like you know detailers, you know, who are ambitious about it, you know, go after it, you know. Uh, I, I've listened to a lot of, you know, podcasts and detailers and all that. And the main thing is it's like, you know, they, they hated their job. Why not do something you love, work for yourself, you know, anything, every, anything and everything is hard, you know, go after it, chase the dream and you will not be disappointed in the outcome. That's great. That's great. Justin, what about you? Uh, you know, it pretty much goes along with, uh, you know, if, if you don't believe in yourself, you're obviously got a situation there you need to fix. Um, you got to take the leap of faith. You know, so many people get comfortable uh, with that guaranteed paycheck. And I had a guaranteed paycheck and I said to hell with that paycheck. And I gave it a whirl. Um, you know, I started small. Uh, some people might have different opinions on the business loans, but I recommend starting small. And I didn't start small because I didn't believe in myself, but there was a certain percent that what if it possibly doesn't work? So I didn't want to be twenty, thirty thousand dollars in debt and go back to a corporate job. And, you know, it also goes into hand. You can't expect to sit at home. You know, Marty, it's like we talked the other day at your shop. You know, if I was a welder and started this business, when you start your own business, you become a salesman, whether you think it or not, whether you're selling you have to a become detail product or you're selling a detail service, it don't matter what kind of business it is, you become a salesman. So you can't expect to sit at home on your ass and play Grand Theft Auto on the PlayStation <laughs> and sell your service. Yeah, you might get a couple calls here and there with your Facebook or whatever, but you know, if you really want to get going and make good money, whatever, you got to sell yourself. Um, And the other thing is I pay attention to a ton of motivational stuff. I really love that stuff. And I don't ever believe in getting comfortable, man. Anybody listening to this, not just you guys, but anybody's, if you, and if you own your own business, if you can count your dollars, don't stop. If you can count it, don't stop. And so it's one of those things just, don't freaking get comfortable. I've met so many business owners that are comfortable where they're at. And it, it honestly kind of disgusts me because <laughs> it's just like, you can go so much farther. Like, why did you get comfortable? It bugs me. Like I want to jump in and just take control because you know, it, you know, yeah, it just don't get comfortable. If you can count your dollars, don't stop. Nice, nice man. Nice, That's nice, awesome. Nice. DJ. Uh, my advice to detail, or specifically, or just advice in general. Well, no, the detailers. I mean, we're talking about like small time. Like, my advice is to get all your systems down in place, man. Like, your systems are going to run your business. Like, your systems are going to allow you to sit back and play Grand Theft Auto all day, every day, and let your business run itself because you have systems in place that are just making the business run. So. That's my advice, man. Like, we've got systems set up to where, like, I can walk away and be fine if I've got the manpower in, in place and the the, uh, the new clients still roll in and the old clients are still being taken care of. Like, it's just all about your systems, man. I think mine um, would be, and I think we've probably all seen it on Instagram or Facebook or whatever when they're like, what you think uh, an entrepreneur or a business owner would be? And it's like this line that goes straight up. And then, like, what reality is, and it's like this big, like, jumbled mess of, like, yarn going up and down all around. Like, 
that probably is reality. Like you take up, she takes downs. You go backwards, you go forwards. Like you're all over the place. And so I'm going to take that analogy and team it up with Ian. Like Ian actually had like, Ian has a lot of wisdom for people like being money smart and, and taking care of like your money and making sure that you're not going crazy and not doing overboard and just being steady conservative maybe? conservative yeah i would yeah. say ian a would smart, you a smart conservative ian would you consider yourself a conservative <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> not like all, oh you are like all the way like are you like all like across the board conservative or just like you know you're conservative but not <laughs> i don't really. think you can be like half servant i, I think it's yeah. just like cool boy. right okay it's a lifestyle cool. bro no, but it's not a choice, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Is that one of those Ian's like, come at me, bro? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ian needs to have his own, what do they call means? Uh, no, just I mean, as far as business is concerned, you want to stay conservative with your money because it's going to allow you to remain cash positive. So when you need to level up and hire somebody or buy mm-hmm. new equipment or get a bigger shop, you can do that and you're not sweating. So, Marty, question. I think this is obviously you said the ending. We was or was not dipping into the Y-Mobile verse shop? Let's do it. Are you going to keep going? No, fuck it, we do. It was a question. Marty's just too fucking drunk to remember. Marty! (laughs) God damn No, I looked at the clock, and it's at 80 minutes. That's that's why I decided to, like, Close it off. Oh. Keep listening. If not, don't. all right. So we're going like we're going extra innings. Bro, we're going you, after hours. You guys, after are, hours. Listen, podcast. listen. Here we go. All the points have been covered. If you want to jump off, jump off. We're going to still have some fun. Exactly. Let's, 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 all right. So DJ, I mean, so Ian, what'd you say? What was the question? Ian is leading the podcast now. I'm going to take go a, for a, it, a Ian. Go break, for it. And I'm going to take a drink break while you. Did you hear the, the question? No, I didn't. I'm the kidding. question is why. And for everybody in this, why you chose mobile or why you chose a shop? Okay. Nice. Go for it, Ian. Uh, You're in control. You're in the driver's seat. For me, uh, (laughs) I picked a shop just because mobile, honestly, was just never an option for me. At least at this stage, uh, I'm so used to being shop-based because I started – off my whole detailing journey in a dealership uh it's just what i'm comfortable doing so because of that you know it's going to help me turn out a better product um but to say that i wouldn't do mobile later i don't know but i started off with a shop just because i don't know it's it's what i'm used to uh it's what i'm comfortable doing and it it just makes sense so what when you said it wasn't an option by any means, what exactly do you mean by that? Uh, I don't really have much of a desire to detail cars outside. Uh, okay. I have to fuck around with Mother Nature. That's just not something I was uh, super excited about. By the way, your shop is pretty freaking Thank sweet. You. You're welcome. I was low key hating. Yeah, I know. When I was there for that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like immaculate. It's like the house you don't want to like. You like you can take your shoes off in. Yeah. I mean, like my shop, right? Like uh, my shop. No, 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 no. Our right? shop is like spit a can of dip on the ground. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm oh, I thought it was like you just don't want to. That's the warehouse, it. the wash bay, and detail bay. <laughs> is, 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 it, it, it's it's decent. It's it's like a quarter of it hand shop. Gets the MF job done. 
Yeah, Ian's got a legit shop. Yeah, Ian's like, shop is great. Freaking, He's yeah. got his own mural of himself on That's the wall. Right. You better not take the towel in the wrong bucket or put it in the wrong bucket. Yep. Like, he'll cuss you out. Yep. I mean, I, I, I there's nothing. And he'll kick that, you out. <laughs> Are we on a still question still? Sorry. No, I mean, I'm, I've, I've answered in a way. I've, I've answered no. my share. Somebody else take it. Yeah. DJ, go ahead. We're talking about why. Why we chose mobile yeah. versus shop? I don't know. Ask, ask Ian. He's in the driver's seat. That's what I thought it was, right? Yep. Why you chose exactly. mobile versus shop, yeah. right? This is like a, a bonus. <laughs> bonus episode. Because some may have jumped off 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, we could always like hang up and do another episode. Let's do it right now. And we'll cut it and we'll put it as a new episode later. <laughs> we'll, re- we'll, we'll repurpose it. All right, Justin, why did you I choose to answer the freaking question? <laughs> oh, yeah. so he is the guest. You're Justin's right. going to answer. Justin, why did you choose mobile Sorry, and not a shop? What? And side note, I think you said that you're looking at a shop. So then yeah. why did you start mobile? And then why are you looking at going into a shop? Do you spill his beans, bro? Okay, yeah. Uh, so Do you spill your beans? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang, one way to go, man. Nobody, you no, can no, cut no, it out, no. maybe. So real quick, are we cutting this and doing another one or no? Or just keep it rolling? No, we're rolling. I was joking. Okay, okay, cool. Um, people so, can yeah, hit the there... pause button and come back whenever they want. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the reason why I started mobile was because, uh, when I was fixing to get it started, you know, I did my research. Obviously, I knew about detail shops and I kind of heard about mobile, but I didn't really know a whole lot about it. So, I did my research a little bit. Once again, I'm in a small town. Um, population population is not all that great. So I was like, you know, I think if I start a detail shop, it might not go that great. I might not be exactly where I am today. So I said, to heck with it. I got two grand out of the bank. I bought this little tiny trailer and I went mobile. Um, and then, you know, I've been mobile and I worked my way all the way up to a nice van and stuff. But anyways, I've been mobile now for almost two years. And yes, I am looking at a shop. And the reason why I'm doing this shop is because um, I've started to figure out uh, exactly basically how to sell ceramic coatings a whole lot better. You know, I figured out that, you know, who the hell wants to pay two thousand dollars for a ceramic coating and all that mumble jumble. Yeah. So in the meantime, like true paint corrections, like. And, you know, there's nothing against it to the people that do it. I just, it's kind of like Ian saying, to hell with doing mobile detailing and a bird flying along shitting on my car after I finish it. You know, I can't stand, and I don't think you can truly get a true paint correction if you're outside and then ceramic coated outside. And like I said, there's nothing against the people that do that. You got to do what you got to do to make things work. So ever since then that I've done those things, I've always had to have the customer drop it off at my house. And... I've actually had a couple customers, they get there and they literally said, oh, I was actually looking for a shop. And, you know, it hit me like, dude, what the hell? This is really unprofessional. But it was at the time it was like, I don't know that I can literally make enough money with a shop because my mobile unit is what cranks out all the work. Well, is there? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. Like, I can relate 100%. Like, what you're saying is just like, preach. I know, exactly. Like, yeah. And <laughs> exactly. And it goes into, like What'd I you said, say, now. Ebonics again? The Ebonics joke. What? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> but so now I that I said, figured out speaking. exactly how to sell coatings real good and paint corrections and all that, um, you know, I sat down and thought it, and I found a beautiful freaking building in town on the good side of town, you know, in town city. Bad sides 
Um, it was just like it was meant to be closed on the deal, uh, grand openings next month and everything. And it was just, you know, I have a lot of stuff in line that I believe the shop is going to do really well and also add some new services. So it is really funny, actually, why I chose mobile and why I'm getting a shop now. But it's because there's a lot of services that, you know, I truly believe are shop specific. And two of those biggest things is, you know, the paint corrections and coatings, you know, I don't foresee like, you know, and it's like I said, it's nothing against the guys that do it. But if I lay some ceramic on the hood, you know, I'm waiting for its flash time here. Tweety comes along and shits on the hood, dude, I'm screwed. I mean, yeah, you might be able to wipe it off real quick or whatever, but you know, it, it, in my eyes, I'm screwed or, you know, just whatever might happen. Um, so I really think the shop will definitely work out, but that's kind of why I started mobile and why I'm getting the shop as well. So I think it'd be an interesting question, um, for your mobile DJ's mobile. He's got three trucks in the amount of cars that you guys have done. What's the percentage that Tweety has shit on one of your cars. You know, <laughs> you know, to be honest, to be honest, that's an awesome question, by the way, man. To be honest, I cannot remember a single time Tweety came along and shit on my car. Uh, you know what it is? It's You know what it is, bro? Yeah. Anyone that's a mobile detour, I can relate. It's the fucking lawn guys, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you, it's in it, fucking mow the yard right next to the. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and they'll just look at you, too, like, yeah. what's up, bro? It, bro. Well, like, it, what's up? What are you going to say? And you can't say nothing to them. I mean, like, what are, are you going to yeah, do? Man, right, exactly. And I kid you not, Mine's I more important than yours. To Ian a shit dude. ton on this because being mobile, I got the freaking doors open. We're cranking out work. And we look at each other and we say, dude. Why in the hell is it so freaking windy every time we come here? Freaking leaves are blowing in, grass is blowing oh, yeah. in, and all this. And we look at each other and we're like, dude, this is taking twice as freaking long because we're having to come back and vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> so, DJ, why did you go mobile and not shop? I was forced here to become an entrepreneur in the sense like... Forced? Like, forced? No, 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 like I... the man... The, the old white guy had his hand on you like a man. Like, <laughs> I wasn't going to call you old. I wasn't going to call you old, Marty. But there was a friend I had when I was working at a specific place that was like, hey, man, I got this waterless solution. You can work out of the trunk of your car. And I'm like, Did he have a really? top hat on that was like red, white, and blue and said, I choose you? Uh, he has a big gun on with a total solution shirt. Right <laughs> now. And I was like, all right, cool. So we did some stuff together. And like, I'm still mobile. That's, so you're yeah. forced is like that's what I'm saying. Like you use the name forced. Okay, yeah. I, forced. I didn't have the revenue because I had a waterless. I can just jump out and be an entrepreneur immediately. I didn't know entrepreneur was so, that I can re, I can just like back in the day there wasn't a word entrepreneur. It was just like hey, I can make my own money. There yeah. you go. So I do you make my own money? taxes happen. I wasn't even that. I was <laughs> yep. fucking young and dumb and stupid. <laughs> but, so DJ, yeah, you with it and here I am today. DJ, you did ahead, start then yes. 100 mobile, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so then, yes. kind of like my situation right now, what made you get the shop space? Well, like I said, like, initially... He lucked out, that's what <laughs> I... He lucked out with that $100 like, hey, deal or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You want to split some? <laughs> I'll, I'll say 50 Hey, I'll go 50 bucks um, with you. 
Uh, hey, dude, we can do that. <laughs> but let's keep going. I'll be your. <laughs> I'll be the landlord now. <laughs> oh, hey, Marty, you're out. <laughs> no, but really, like, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't get a shot. I got an office space to, to like separate my my personal family life from my uh, my my work. And then it so happened to be work out to where Marty was generous enough to let me park a truck inside and pay for you know pay for that space. And then now I'm detailing, you know, doing coatings and stuff like that in house. So it kind of just was a natural. It was an organic thing. Okay, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I definitely relate to you on not wanting your employees to come to your house. That's that's a pretty big yeah, thing. Tough, I could, man. I could definitely... The right hand man was cool back in the I mean, day. I mean, I was only like, like looking in the windows and hiding in the bushes. I mean, I don't know what the big deal was. <laughs> <laughs> i think marty got a visual right, 91 minutes how long is that is that the longest do we beat jimbo's podcast oh yeah oh dang let's wrap it up and do a part two right. any other thoughts you guys anything <laughs> ian any more discussion thoughts? I mean, you're in the driver's seat. This is your like. I had to wrap. I had to wrap your part through the podcast. Up. No, I think this was good. You hadn't said shit. Oh, it's good now. Yeah. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> he had a Don't come. Here. Do not come up here, bro. No, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to come up here so I can help. I, I need your help. Yeah, what dealing with Marty? It's this black paint. It's a. Bla- it's it's killing me, dude. Oh, that's the one you got tonight. <laughs> Yes, and then it's one tomorrow. You can come too. What kind of car is it? Uh, we got a, just a Land Rover in here right now. Just a little mm-hmm. small Land Rover, black. It's a daughter's car. She's going to college. You know, nice. You coating it? Yeah. Sweet man. Let's <laughs> 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 wrap it up. We need, the, we need the outro music too. Ian, you got a lot of work to do. We yeah, like intro I mean, music. Got to do like, outro the whole, music. Like... The Thunderdome. Like yeah, the Thunderdome like, sound clip and a lot of work to do, bro. Don't tell me how to live my life. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, we help, are telling you. Telling you how to help my life. Hey, it's, man, from it's, a it's conservative so cool uh, to have, like, viewpoint, I completely life. understand you, Ian. Yep. See? Ian Porter <laughs> from the Pines and Talks. You said say poor? Uh, no, no, no. The Thunderdome. <laughs> like, come on, bro. No, as a conservative, trust me, man. We're smart people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we should have hired. We had the right, wrong person for the job. Then, if he's conservative, <laughs> no, you stay hungry. Spend the money, bro. Spend the money. Let's have a good jingle. There you go. You hear me? All right. So, Ian, <laughs> tell us where people can find you when they want to talk conservative and they want to uh, talk about. Uh, wow, you're slurring your words there, uh, Marty. Jesus. I, uh, yeah, Marty got turned this up. Is, this is a new loafer. <laughs> Did I slur? Uh, my name, I, yeah. Marty. You slurred. I didn't know I slurred. He had a new there you go again. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I slurred. And the beer. <laughs> I didn't know I slurred. You can find me Instagram, Facebook at Red Beer's Detail Shop. Uh, but Ian, I, I wanted I wanted people to ask you uh, what beard bomb you use. Oh, I don't oh. Know. I don't use a bomb. His beard takes a bath and a beard bomb. But I have this uh, beard oil that I use every once in a while. But honestly, I don't use a whole lot of product because I don't I don't know. Oh, you're all natural, yeah, bro? pretty much. Ah, dude. That's my kind of man. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, hell yeah, dude. All natural? Are you a mish? <laughs> all right, so Ian's all natural. You can find him at allnatural.com. Yep. Oh, man. Slash 
Instagram red beard detailing? <laughs> Something like that. No, 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 I'm being serious. They're laughing, but I was asking. Yeah, Sorry. red beard detail Instagram shop, handle? Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Awesome. I'll look for you. All right, cool. Uh, what about you guys? What's your Instagram handles? Both of you. Well, of course, mine is, uh, you know, J-Rome is J-A-R-O-M-E, uh, 777. That's uh, <laughs> the Instagram. And then, of course, Jerome Hopkins at Facebook. Just. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Anyways, no, yeah, you can find me at uh, Justin Notch, K-N-O-T-T-S, or Superior Shine Detailing uh, is the Facebook. I think the actual link is, like, Superior Shine, Prior Oklahoma, or some something like that and then dude don't even get me started on the instagram because it was difficult and there's like ten thousand dashes so if you go to facebook you can find the instagram <laughs> typically because right don't they kind of mix yeah they don't yeah it, if you go to the facebook you can like automatically go to the instagram and it was difficult because i had to put like some underscores and crap like that because for some stupid reason, Superior Shiny Detailing was popular in another state. I don't know why. I mean, I'm the one that came up with it. Uh, oh, Welcome to the real world. Let me give props to one of the most like famous detailers, Jose Fernandez. Like, he's Superior Shine. No offense, but look up uh, Jose Fernandez. He's out of California. This dude goes and does like you know Air Force One, like all these like crazy oh, like wow. antique planes and shit. Like, and you know you know Jose, right? Yeah. No, I okay. I, yeah, his name's Superior Shine Detailing, right? Yeah, and I'm just exactly. fucking like I mean th- there could be two names. It's fine. I'm just saying like that guy like needs some props. You know, he said you know. No, no, yeah, I've seen him on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, dude's hilarious. like comedian wise, dude's hilarious. Hey, Ian. uh We've got from the Bratz Nightmare, you might know her. She's talking crap to me the whole time. But but when we talked about Ian being all natural, she said, <laughs> oh, yeah. My she natural said, Ian. Oh, my. Oh, natural Ian. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. oh, he's blushing. Yeah, he's blushing. He's, he's cheeks. All right, we got two blushes. Beard again. Two blushes in one Three episode. Three blushes in. We will stop this podcast. Let's get one more. Shut your ass <laughs> up. Ah, shut up. All right, DJ, what's your Instagram? Uh, at DJ Patterson. That's it? That's it. Oh, That's it. Just at, at DJ Patterson. At Eco Green MD if you want to have a big At Chocolate Thunder. Hey, man, it can't be Chocolate Thunder with them tiny thighs. I'm like, I'm like, like, he's milk chocolate. He's chocolate chocolate mousse. I got that good skin tone. He's like an 80 20 blend. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't even give me 85 35. I wouldn't give me 80 20. Yeah, I don't even know. Is that like a 4 to 1 blend? Yeah, there's a lot of blends, and then so you blend, like you got to blend me, then blend me again, and then pour it. <laughs> Dang, man, you're concentrated. Hey, bro. Hey, <laughs> it ain't easy. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so Marty, you're, yeah, where we uh, find you, Marty? Uh, Total Auto <laughs> Solutions. That's uh, you can find us all over Instagram, Facebook, wherever. That's us. Total Auto Solutions. Um, but, uh, Ian, what do you think people should do if they like the podcast? Oh, yes. This is, yeah. Uh, if you like the podcast, please leave a review, but also make sure you're sharing our content because we want to make a difference and we're hoping that we're providing value to everyone that listens. And not just comedy. 
relief. Yeah. Of the bad day you had on a Friday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but like seriously, like uh, we are trying to do as much content as we can. So it's this hard. was an incredible. No, no, this was. I mean, we're at ninety-eight minutes of. I knew it'd be a good one though. Yeah, yeah. I like, right? we like, appreciate uh, you Justin, having us on. Like, golf clap for Justin. <laughs> you guys, clap. yes, Jerome. Yeah. Thank you guys. Like that's kudos. You guys some badass questions. Yeah. Too. So we're we're ninety-nine minutes now of not only humor, <laughs> but a very good episode of a lot of great information. And so, yes, if you guys like it, not only share it, make sure people listen, but yes, as Ian was saying, leave us a review, give us a rating. Um, be a dick. Don't be, yep. don't be a dick. Uh, we don't pay 400 bucks for a five-star review, but like we'll, we'll definitely dip. send you a pint glass. So, you know, you're going to get you kicked in the do, balls for really that one now. It. No. <laughs> you're gonna be sending them out left and right. I think yeah. I hear you can truck pulling up. <laughs> Wait, there's Ian. Oh no, I've oh, gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. All right, hey Justin, thanks guys. Appreciate you coming thanks, on. Thanks, Coming to get us. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. See you guys. See you guys. Later, guys. Take okay, care, guys. guys. Go, go, go. See you guys. <laughs>